0: Alright everybody, welcome to episode 21 of the American Truck Driver Podcast. We're going to talk about Bitcoin today. I'm going to have a special guest, Pete Emmeheiser. Uh I uh, met up with Pete in a, in a Facebook group called Rate Per Mile Masters. Uh, it's one of the largest uh, Facebook groups for trucking uh, in America. Uh, about 19,000 members. Uh, so Pete and I have uh, have hooked up on uh, on blockchain and digital currencies and, and how they can affect the trucking industry uh, and how things are, we think things are going to go forward. Pete's been in this business uh, more than 20 years, uh, about eight years as the uh, owner and operator of Tadmore uh, Transportation and we're uh, operating as a broker. So without further ado, let's bring Pete in and welcome him to the show. Pete, thanks for being here uh it's good to have you thank you okay so i guess maybe we should hit the basics of what is blockchain and how do we think it's going to affect the trucking industry so would you like to tackle first what is the blockchain so
1: yes uh first thing and i I know in the introduction you, you mentioned the bitcoin and the cryptocurrency That's really just a sexy headline out front and you almost have to separate yourself from uh, the cryptocurrency and the blockchain technology itself. Um, Blockchain is the easiest way that I've I've learned to describe or that I've described it is why we need it. So all of us are in transportation. Um, All of us are well aware of the load that the, the customer calls in and there is so they call us the broker. And then I take the load, then I give it to the carrier side or in in some some organizations. Then he may or may not give it to another another person. And there's four or five different levels that happen before the driver gets that uh, information. And that misinformation is just extremely costly, especially to the driver um, who has been absorbing that for quite some time. (laughs) So basically, the blockchain, what makes a block? Um, You have a community. Who are people who uh, are able to contribute to that block, and these are also the people in the perfect world who, quote unquote, balance that block or mine. Um, and every time, with 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 Bitcoin, every time a block is uh, balanced, they introduce it, and then that person who entered who balanced that block is rewarded uh, with a, a set amount of, Bit- of Bitcoin that actually goes down every year as per the white paper uh, that Sataki Notion put out back in 2008. Um, so basically, the basic blockchain, it is an immutable, cannot be changed uh, ledger. And people say, okay, it's a database. I could share it on Excel. It's, it's not the same. Uh, no one can change it because there are several different copies of it. And people say, "Hey, I'm worried about my privacy. Uh, I don't want to put all my business out there. All of it is protected through cryptography." Um, And then, depending on what there's public blockchains, there's private blockchains, uh, side chains. Um, A good example of a private blockchain or a public blockchain that has side chains is Ethereum, uh, and that's also a cryptocurrency. Uh, Ethereum will rent you, quote unquote, space on their chain. So you can introduce um, contracts or data, and it is, it is held true through the Ethereum network. Um, I'm not sure if I'm running on too far or not. I apologize.
0: No, I, th- I think you're doing a good job. I, th- the one analogy that I've come up with, and, and you can tell me if you think this makes sense, but imagine there's a room, and inside this room there are a million desks. And at each desk, there is a person. So there's a million people sitting at a million desks, and they all have a ledger. And when a transaction on the blockchain takes place, everybody writes it down. Everybody, you know, or or everyone has a spreadsheet. Everyone has seen an Excel spreadsheet. And in the block, there's a piece of information. And it hits everybody's desk at the same time. And after the first block is another block and another block and another block, which is why it's a chain. Okay, well, once you have this blockchain set up and the information lands in that block, In order for it to be uh, uh, corrupted, in order for it to be changed, you have to change it on every block, on every desk, with every person. So in the blockchain, when you figure the world, it's every computer in the world running the blockchain. So if you have a million blocks or, or you have a million machines and someone wants to hack it, well, there's going to have to be one million hackers plus one. There's going to have to be one million plus one corrupt nodes to go in and change what are called the honest nodes that are making the uh, making the transaction. So there's a level. It's like your your information is both public and private at the same time because it's it's encrypted. It's it's protected by cryptography. Now you can point to it and say, well, right there, that's me. That's my transaction. That's my that's my ID. That's my code. Uh, but people can't, you know, go poking their nose in it, which is what a lot of the, the libertarian people love about the technology is because of the privacy aspect of it. But the, the ability to, to record transactions in a ledger publicly, instantly, and then have it to where it's never setting in one location. You know, we've seen stories of banks getting hacked and credit card processors getting hacked or someone that, that has a big pool of information setting in one place. Well, with the blockchain, the information is everywhere all the time. And it's instant. It's it's encrypted. It's public. It's private. It's in completely decentralized. So how, how does that sound to you?
1: It's awesome. Um- I I will say this, on the the idea of uh, changing or hacking the chain, that's called a 50% attack, where you would need control of at least 50% of the computers in order to change the community consensus. So as long as, you know, let's say out of those million, 500,001 agreed, that now would become the community consensus. And... A couple of cool things uh, like right now, first off, I'm not an expert on anything and I just want to kind of say that I'm just, I'm just a guy who loves what's going on. And one of the really, really, really cool things I feel that's going on with the blockchain is it literally can become anything um, for anyone. And where my angle is, or where I think the advantage is, is taking capacity, i.e. trucks and. You know, putting them together trucks go through so much in in any daily, any, any daily moment. And I think that you you introduced with the rate per mile masters, how we met, um, that group has done so much in the last four years. And I'm very thankful to, to Chad and all the other moderators for keeping that going and clean, because in a way we've kind of developed a minimum standard of what should happen. And there's a lot of trucks who just kind of just keep doing their thing. And if they don't know that something's different or something's wrong, they don't know to change it. You know what I mean? And a good example is detention or accessorials, uh, dock times, detention time. All of these things can be managed through a blockchain. You can say, hey, in order to you know work with one of our trucks, you're going to have to, we want to be in and out in one hour. We want, Or we want to protect it dock time. Or we want compensated for the time in that dock. Uh, we would like to have access to a restroom. We would like to... One of the things I've been working on here is is a receiving management system. The technology exists in which a driver can can hit a bubble, and now that person that's sitting on the other end can see that truck coming in and be able to manage that. It's It's not that we are doing anything wrong, but we're just not managing it in a big enough capacity. There's just so much segmentation that happens in our industry, and the blockchain really has the ability to pull that in with smart contracts um with community consensus of what rates should go There's a phenomenon in mathematics and i can't remember what it's called but if 12 people look at the bubble gums in a in a jar and you try to or the jelly beans you try to you guess and if enough people guess and you divide that by uh the amount of people who guessed normally that average is is a pretty doggone close answer and to me with the community consensus if i'm doing a load from here to buffalo new york and I quote it one place, and somebody else quotes at another place, somebody else quotes at another place, and you take all those quotes and you average them out, between the three are usually going to be a pretty fair number to go from here to Buffalo, New York. So with that said, if you have a community of, let's say, a 1,000 truckers who run from Toledo to Buffalo, New York, and they all decide that you know $1,700 is a good rate for that, the, the guy who's a little bit high, okay, but he's going to get more freight. The guy who's a little bit low, he's going to get less calls but he's going to make more money and that and that turns into to me a fairer playing field and that that's where my um, that, that's where my passion is with this
0: okay well, let me I'm gonna throw a scenario at you and see what you think that I, I was thinking about this and uh, and how far it could go so so let's say you've got a truck that's getting empty in Gary Indiana and you got another truck that's getting empty in Wheeling Illinois you know so that these trucks are 60 70 80 miles apart well the guy that that gets empty in Hammond Indiana books a load in you know Wheeling Illinois and the guy that gets unloaded in Wheeling Illinois books a load in Hammond Indiana well these guys are both empty they pass each other correct they but you know the one guy that was loading the one place It could have been 100 yards away. He just didn't know it. So do you think it's possible that the blockchain opens up to where a shipper is able to, uh, or shipper or broker, is able to say, well, hey, here's a truck coming, and, like, he's literally going to unload 300 yards from here on Monday morning, and I've got a load going out on Monday morning, so why don't I just call that guy, you know,
1: do you think it could go that far? I—that's I, I, exactly where it's going. And—and—and and, and here's an interesting point, okay? I don't—I mean, I, I want to protect, let's say for conversation, my freight, okay? I don't want to just put all my freight out there and what the rates pay and yada 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 But I sure as heck would like to know if a guy is delivering into into Toledo, right? Yeah. And. I don't really want to know what he's, what he's being paid. I really don't. I don't want you know, and that, but that's where the cryptography comes in where you, you're not going to see the details of that transaction. Um, and you'll be in, it'll literally be able to say, I mean, let's say for conversation. And then the, like, again, the problem with the, the industry is, is the segmentation. I mean, you have, you know, 10 businesses on the same street, they're all shipping one, one pallet to Chicago. Well, how easy would it be to just go, Hey, I've got a skid on Monday. Or another guy says, I got one on Tuesday. Yeah. So you just put them all together, load them on one truck, and take them to Chicago. There are so many. If you look at some of the old delivery routes, uh, the, the old grocery warehouses and the, the vegetable uh, distributors, I mean, some of these routes were designed back in the 30s. And they were designed by, I'm sure, a very, very, very smart and intelligent guy back in the 30s. Uh, this is something where we can actually plug in um, – all of it, and suddenly you can plot things, plot things through. Uh, one of the things that I, I, again, the, the cool thing about blockchain is, is it's, it's at a dreaming status. So if you can, if you can literally wipe off everything you got and think about what the capabilities are, and suddenly that becomes, it could become something real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but one of, one of, one of my all-time, you know, things that I, I, I think could happen very easily is, you know, let's say a driver wakes up in the morning, an owner operator, and he types in, you know, today's Tuesday, I want to be back uh, next Wednesday, I got a wedding to go to. And I'd like to make X amount of dollars, I like to run between 300 and 400 miles a day, I'm not really feeling like I want to run. I'm I'm an incredible backer inner. I love to back up the docks. And I'd like to make X amount of dollars between here and there. And the And the computer takes all of this information and it plots that driver on available freight on those, on that route. And maybe there's a leg that's, 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 that's waning and doesn't have enough cash. So somebody sent, it sends an email to that person and says, Hey, we can move this today, but it's going to cost you an extra 50 bucks. And the customer says, okay, it proves it or doesn't approve it. Yeah. And that is one of the things that I can totally see happening with this, um, shared capacity, shared resources, um.
0: It's it's kind of a cool 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 place to be. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm I entered the industry in '97, and the first company I worked for sucked. They were awful. Uh, no satellite communications, and, and uh, they got it about right right before I left. Uh, and then I went to a company that did have Qualcomm and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, standing in the phone room with a phone, you know, a headset to each ear, standing in a cloud of cigarettes, of smoke you couldn't see through, waiting for somebody to tell me we don't have anything, call back in two hours. We feel like, and we have, come a long way in the industry with technology and have uh, washed out a bunch of that inefficiency, but how much inefficiency do we have left? It's Possible. That this will show us um, ways that, you know, I mean, even I'm not a big environmental guy, you know, but, you know, it, it could be good for the environment. You know, that, that we are we're running trucks when it's necessary to run trucks and not running trucks when it's not necessary to run trucks.
1: Um, as you know, I'm a broker. I, I, I make money arranging freight. I'm a middle guy. Um, my job is to move freight in the most cost efficient, safest way possible for my customer. And this is the first, I mean, we've talked, people have talked about the Uberization and all of that. And they said, well, that was a good buzzword and now it's gone. And it's doing the exact same thing that we've been doing, um, since the deregulation. We're simply, I mean, when deregulation happened, we came in, we said, okay, you know, I'm in Toledo, so... And there was a day where I had truck uh, freight going to Canada. I didn't know who was running into Canada, uh, into Toledo from Canada. So literally one day, and I'm not kidding you, I feigned a breakdown on I-75. I popped my hood, popped my hazard.
0: Uh-oh. I think we've lost speed for a minute. Oh, uh, the... Oh, okay. You cut out there for a minute uh, I lost you for a minute You were talking about raising the hood And putting on the flashers
1: well, To find out what trucks from Canada were running through Toledo And that was like kind of uh, I mean that's because you didn't have it back then We didn't have the internet You know what I mean and We had this giant FMCSA uh, book That had everybody's number But if you had an edition that wasn't within three months old Half of the numbers were disconnected This is a tough industry uh, but my point is, this is what we used to do. You know what I mean? Or everybody will tell you the stories of the brokers above the truck stops looking for trucks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then what happened was with the internet, we started, you know, I remember sending out a fax, we'd have our, our, our fax machine program to send it out to, you know, a hundred guys. And so they knew what available freight we had. So literally all it is, is a match game and everyone's been concentrating on how do we match more? I mean, how do we get, more? that's all we're doing is matching things. That yeah. we have, what you mean, and then and then the lunacy we have, you know, DAT's the big one, uh, truck stops the other big one, and there's several smaller, but there's these load boards. Okay. And so you got, I don't know, 18,000 brokers and, and everyone's calling a customer. We're trying to undercut and find the cheapest truck. And then we, we take it to the load board and we post it. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. We have 18,000 purveyors who all take it to the same two places and post it when so anyways long story short uberization is trying to eliminate the middleman but what it's doing is it just it just broadcast it's the same thing it just broadcast one for one's across the board and i just don't see the value in that you know i mean and when you look at like amazon or uber uh ebay all of them do the exact same thing or did the exact same thing they use technology to find a lower priced provider of a service and with trucking there has been every dollar squeezed out that can come out of that driver this blockchain is improving the process and just like you would said, a guy from Gary and a guy from Illinois passing each other to go pick up loads that could be going to the exact same place blockchain improves the process it doesn't squeeze the driver
0: we got a question on the on the live broadcast Uh, can the actual paperwork be done away with blockchain, doing everything electronic?
1: Yes and no, and I, and, and and here's the interesting part of that. Uh, we were talking about um, you know the, the old roots that were designed back in the '30s. Okay, well you know all of us uh, live by the Carmack Amendment, and I'm not even sure what year that came in. So we have a, a, a new technology that's being rendered by antiquated laws, and the Carmack goes back at least 100, if not further, uh, years. So per the Carmack Amendment, as long as we are compliant uh, with whatever regulations that we have to fulfill, because that are that is our job first. I mean, we have several uh, bills of lading that are in storage here, because that's our job. Our job is to have those on hand in case someone wants to check them out. Um, but to answer the question, yes, um, without regulation. In that manner absolutely because suddenly you have um you know the blockchain goes and it it, the guy receives receives receipt of it it's 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 the the block now built this now gets transferred and and kind of the way that I was explaining it early on um as far as these are all things that would would be set up within the again depending on, on the parameters. I mean, Ethereum builds a new block every six minutes, uh, Bitcoin every 10. Uh, I think a slower block for transportation makes more sense because you're not going to have an every 10 minute to try to update things. It doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, whether it's, it's, it's event driven or, you know, every 50 miles driven or one hour without movement driven, I don't know. Right. But these are all things that um, you know, need to be defined. But to answer the question on, on, the, um, on, on the settlements or on the settlements of PODs, the answer to your question, yes. And that brings up an interesting uh, point is part of the attraction of the, of the blockchain is instant settlement. And when you start looking at, I mean, this, this is a, a, you know, 1776 Adam Smith, Wealth of Nations comes out and it basically kind of lays out, you know, specialization of labor. Um, and we, Keyes, and he was in the 1930s, I think, and, and, you know, and that's kind of the, 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 uh, the economic theory in which we uh, work today. Your debt is my income. My income is your debt. Um, I think it was like 1850 we came up with the concept of, of, of weighting in economics, Whereas I'm the boss, I wait for my money, I wait for my realization, but the worker gets paid within a week or two weeks or three weeks. This is instant settlement. And we almost have to throw away everything we know um, and start over. And and there was a woman, I can't remember her name, but she is going to be at Transparency 18. uh, And she was talking about a lot of the economic theory behind blockchains from a gentleman named Douglas North. Um, and I've actually just got a couple books from Amazon on him. Um, but what we know, you almost have to throw away everything you know and start over with. What's a better process? And a better process would be paperless. Yes, as long as the regulations would would allow that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, the the regulations will follow. I'm sure they'll they'll be they'll be late. They're always late. Um, I I learned an important lesson. I think. A few years ago, when when the first iPhone came out in 2007, uh, a friend of my sister had more money than he had since, and he bought one. Now, it was $650. You had to pay for it. There was no subsidy. You had one network. And that iPhone probably wouldn't do one-tenth of what the current iPhone would do. But he had one. And I said these words. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Nobody needs a phone that will do all that. I've got a Motorola Razr, and it's all I need. Those devices proceeded then to change the entire scope of how human beings communicate on planet Earth. So Correct. I don't want to ever make the mistake of saying, "Oh, that ain't going to happen," um, because we just live in a time where things change in in such a rapid uh, such a rapid pace. They generally change for the better. Um, to get out those inefficiencies um and and give us i mean my gosh uh you know i'm, I'm sitting in west virginia you're sitting in toledo ohio we're having this conversation i'm broadcasting it on the internet where it can be seen on every corner of the earth um that's just fantastic that 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 two people can sit and have that conversation and share it with other people
1: there was a, a gentleman um I can't remember his name, but I, I went over and listened to him speak. There's an event that is held once a week here called Code City in Toledo, and um, guy named Nate Walk runs it. Good guy, uh, and they were talking about uh, the Tesla's uh, electrical tower that that trans you know that transmits electricity through the air. And the problem with this technology is there's been several people who have worked on it, but normally they die before they get it solved. So then the next guy has to almost start over. And there's been more um, advancement in that area in the last 10, 15 years. The other thing is, you know, you're in West Virginia. Well, there's smart people all over the world. And now you've got a guy in China who's working on something, a guy in Germany working on something. And now, thanks to the Internet, we're all working together. Right. And these guys aren't doing it for fame or fortune. They're doing it for the betterment of man. And... When you've got all of these guys who are just working to try to get something accomplished and figure something out, I mean, that's gonna that's gonna beat out a guy, you know, a team making a million dollars a year each in, in a capsule in, in you know in, in an office. These free thinkers who are just going, you know what, I'll go see if it blows up. Let's go. And you know, he comes back and says, "Yeah, if you add peas to gasoline, yep, yeah, we got we, we got propellant." And I'm not sure if that does anything, but right. I'm just making that up. Right. People do crazy shit, just or crazy stuff, yeah. just to uh, for the sake of learning. And when you have people who are independent and pulling together, and I'm gonna real quick, I'm gonna jump on the uh, segue on to, to BIDA. Okay. One of the cool things about is, I think they're at a thousand members uh,
0: go ahead and explain exactly uh, the acronym.
1: Uh, BIDA is a blockchain and transportation alliance uh, a guy named Craig Fuller uh, heads it up. Uh, he's got uh, inroads in the trucking that's I think longer than mine um, and he's he's a bigger player he, he's you know, I've always been a small office guy he's he's in he's in a, a mega fleet capacity so he has a different mindset different capacity coming in. But when he's looking at the tech and he's looking at this going on, he's like, man, we all need to get on board and kind of have standards that everybody's doing the same thing. Because just like we're talking about, you know, six guys can figure it out over here. Six guys can figure it out over here. Six guys can figure it out over here. I mean, Marist and IBM are working on some some uh, blockchain right now, uh, tracking uh, shipments. But if there's no standardization across the board, we're no better off than we, than we were before. Right. I mean, if everybody in the entire world um, only uses their computer to, you know, record, uh, because there's something called network effect. Okay, so if if I have a telephone, I just have a telephone, and it's a great thing, and it's hard, and I can kill bugs, right? And I can pound in a nail, but I I give you a telephone, and suddenly you and I can talk. And every time something is added to that network, it's called network effect. It grows and grows in value because now now if you have a hundred thousand telephones, now you've got something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And the value in this with, with like the blockchain. Now if everybody if everybody has their own network and we can't talk to each other, there's no value in network effect. And I think when I again I don't want to speak for Craig because he's division behind this, but what I see happening with Bita is the allowing people the parameters to. Reward their efforts with the network effect. Because it's really, really cool that I can go through eighteen different recipes and figure out what's what's good. But if I can save that trouble and I can then, you know, say, hey, set the oven to 325. That's what we do. Okay. And then we can all grow together, yeah. Um, as a community, yeah. And make it more efficient across the board. And that's what it is. It's it's the standards. Uh then it the, the has no tech. All they are is the standards that say we are going to do it in a certain way, and that, that's kind of that's kind of it.
0: Yeah. Well, and it was one of the things I think that's so fascinating about the new market, new economy, is that in human history past, over you know over millennia, you, you generally had to have that kind of stuff done by a government in the form of regulation.
1: Correct. Now,
0: you know, now it's just free people on the front end that are getting together and saying, Hey, look, this is beneficial to us. We're going to go ahead and we're going to sit down. We're going to have a meeting. We'll get this figured out without having some heavy handed third party that doesn't have a clue what they're talking about coming in and saying, well, this is how you ought to do it. Now, one thing I wanted to hit on Uber, on the that word Uberization. Um, I'll, I'll admit that there was a minute that I thought, Hey, this will get rid of brokers, you know, cause brokers are evil. Um, at least from, that's what the, the guy at the truck stop counter <coughs> told me. Um, so, I don't, what was so fascinating about Uber is that Uber went in and was able to push out an entrenched monopoly. Okay, that, the, the, the cab companies, where where government and, and private industry kind of colluded together and created this monopoly and Uber was able to connect service providers with service consumers, and uh, raise quality and uh, and reduce prices. And they shoved out that entrenched monopoly. Now, in trucking, though, is it possible that we have too many? Too, we do have too many middlemen. I th- the middlemen are necessary, but are there too many of them? And can this correct that if it's a problem?
1: First off. Yes. Um, I think that there is a ton broken trucking. And when I say broke, I mean not working correctly. Um, and none of it is the truck. It's all in the ing. Um, we have watched the three PL industry that has just grown and grown and grown and grown. Um, I, I, I I, I chuckle when I, when I hear things like four PL or what what, one guy had a 12 PL working. I mean, I'm not even sure what that is. Um, When when you have an industry of people who are double brokering, I mean, that tells you right there that there's there's too many people in the middle. There's too many people touching it. Um, The problem is we have always went and done likewise, which is how can we reach more people with this freight? So we just keep growing more and more and more people on the phone, smiling and dialing. And I think if you build the right technology, you you create the right standards, you create the the uh, environment. You know what I mean? If you put a bench next to the crick, someone's gonna sit in that bench instead of pounding on people's doors every day, going, "Hey, would you like to go sit by the crick?" Yeah. And I, I just think that with with the blockchain. That that becomes something that becomes real, especially if you start talking about, you know, minimum standards and you were on the road. I mean, you you know, as well as I do, you pulled up, I guarantee it. You can think of at least three examples right now of a time you pulled up and you said, hey, I'm here to pick up blah, blah, blah. They go, what? Yeah. And you're like, "Um, yeah, and you got to call this guy and this guy's got to call that guy and that guy's got to call this guy. I mean, if, if we if trucking was like pizza, nobody would get a hot pizza. I mean, there's 20 minutes the guy has to stand there and explain why he's even. You know, all he's doing is doing his job.
0: Yeah, that's a if great you say point. To, that's
1: if fantastic you say, point. Thank you. If you say if there are too, too many middlemen, if there's a driver standing in in, in in somebody's doorway and they don't know why he's there, that's too many middlemen.
0: Yeah. You know, well, there was a common complaint when I was with Landstar. Um, about there being third-party loads on, our, on on the Landstar board. Sure. Okay, so I get it. Okay, But at some point you have to recognize, okay, let's say, thus saith the Lord, no 3PL stuff is on the Landstar board. The only thing on there is what was booked by Landstar agents. Well, okay, that's great. Now, the number of loads available just got cut in half. Well, if I'm going to find a load, I've got to go find a third-party Got to find the load now. I've got to call my Landstar agent. Got to have my Landstar agent book me that load. Hey guys, how about we just put them on our board where we can get to them? I get that it comes with problems. It 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 comes. There's there are some pitfalls and stuff that you got to wade through, and you gotta you gotta watch. You know, but hell, that's business. That that's that's just basic business. You gotta you gotta know who you're dealing with. You gotta have contracts. You gotta write everything down. Um. So I don't like in any industry just automatically having a, a straw man, a scapegoat, a bad guy, um, because that doesn't do anybody any favors. If 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 you're just mad at everybody, if everybody other than you is evil, well you're screwed before you even get started. So, right. but I do, you know, I I just I'm so fascinated at the whole world of what this is going to open up to, and I think trucking as I mean it's if you really sit back and think about it. Like if you if you strap somebody down to a chair that's never been around a truck, in a truck, anywhere near a truck, and you tried to explain how we get freight from one place to another, they would be like, Well how in the hell do y'all get anything delivered? It, it's it's right. fascinating that we it
1: actually is. get anything done. But we right. do. You know, that it's amazing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna one up on that. And the reason that we do get things done is because there is a driver who does what needs done to get it done with the information that he's given. It's not because that it's not because he was given divine intervention, it's because he's got the, the backbone, the willingness, and the smarts to figure it out. If every time he sees what he's like, hey, double check this, or I'm, it, it's amazing how much of this has been absorbed by the at the driver level. And it shouldn't be that way.
0: Yeah. Well, we all know it rolls downhill on what it smells like. Um, and usually drivers are the ones holding the toilet paper. Uh, right. Craig, Craig Fuller uh, has joined us. He's watching, and he's uh, commented here. I want to read this. He says, unlike Uberization, in blockchain, the industry is coming together redder, rather than letting outsiders own the technology. That is a fantastic point. It is. With, with blockchain, it will also level the playing field between the smallest and biggest. Code don't care. Well, that'll preach right there. Uh, You know, after um, – in my own story, after my engine blew up at Landstar and and I was unable to keep going, I had made the joke around the house, well, you know, if if it all hits the fan, I'll just go drive for Swift. So the motor broke. Literally, I'm setting in the the Detroit dealer in Scranton, Pennsylvania with a piece of paper in my hand that said 3,577 RPMs, you're done. And I called Swift. And I said, "Hey guys, I need a job." And so, within like ten days, I was in a Swift truck, and I, I drove for Swift for thirty days and lived to tell about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, it wasn't all that bad, you know. They, they actually they actually have some interesting ways of doing things. They got their own little apps and and, and this, that, and the other. But I've worked for U.S. Express, I've worked for Werner, I've worked for Swift and Anderson Trucking Service and Landstar. And I think there's a place for these giant carriers. You know, if you've got five million tons of toilet paper to move, well, you know, a five-truck operation is not going to get that done. We need some of these guys that have this massive capacity that can step into some of those locations and and some of those uh, what's well, word I'm looking for applications and 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 serve that need, but even in and i was surprised by this in the orientation at swift the, the lady puts up the numbers of how many trucks there were and how many trailers and she goes now guess how much of the entire uh trucking industry we are and people starts you know because these are all rookies and they're they're clueless and she's like we're like two percent we're like two we're, we're giant we're enormous we got trucks and we do, we've got trailers that we don't even know where they're at and we're two percent of the entire industry and i was like Wow, keep that in perspective. That all these giant companies together are a rather small minority of the overall capacity, but they now, have that ability. They have that ability to to, to have that, um, you know, uh, that infrastructure built in because they're you, so
1: big. You bring up a, a very interesting point, which is the uh, the percent that they are. Now, if you stop and you think about what percent they are in regards to capital investment, because I know a lot of the bigger companies, I mean, they, they go three to one, four to one, five to one, some guys go six to one, uh, Trailers to tractor. So if you start looking at what the percent of capital investment is when you start looking at at, at that that larger company compared to a, an owner operator or one or two guy or one or two truck fleet, okay, it, it, it becomes skewed. Now, what if the uh blockchain is able to allow them to regain cash like you're saying they don't even know where their their trailers are what if they said hey i've got this trailer needs to go from here to here right and this little guy says you know what i just uh, blew a couple airbags out of my trailer i sure could use a quick you know quick couple bucks and he runs you know trailer back and forth for him so it, it it opens up a new um, I don't even want to get into the internet of things, but there's, there's a new, um, i say income stream in, in, in any income you can get from waste. And when that trailer is sitting in, in a lot for six months, that's waste. If it's sitting in in a, in a, in, a, in a, a lot for six hours, that's waste. And if we can now utilize the technology to better place those trailers or to put power units with those trailers, and it's a win-win for everybody. I mean, it, this is. You know, we, we've come off of such an environment where there always had to be a guy who lost in the room in order for a guy to win and yeah. this is I mean this is like basic everybody gets to win a little bit you know what I mean yeah,
0: yeah no that's fantastic that that's yeah it 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 shaves off the the mountain tops you know it it, it and, and fills in the valleys kind of you know it it just it well like Craig said it levels the playing field.
1: Right, code don't
0: care. Right, yeah. Because essentially, I have as much—I hesitate to use this word—but in a way, I can be as important as, as. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to use the word market share here and not use it incorrectly, but I can have a pro—I can have as important a profile as a company with twenty-five thousand trucks. Sure. Fair. You know, I, I can because I'm there, I'm available and, and Hey, look at me, I'm here. Um, and and this proves that I'm here. I'm insured. I've got the contract, the, the terms, everything's good to go. Boom. Let's go. So yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Um, I think that's about everything that I wanted to cover. Uh, it's been a fantastic, fascinating conversation and I've learned a lot. Um, I'd love to do it again sometime, especially as this, as this process goes along and we learn more about it now what was you were saying there's an event coming up right
1: um uh, down in atlanta transparency 18. okay uh it is uh hosted by bit freight waves uh bit and freight waves um i mean tap scott's going to be there he's a pretty big uh, uh blockchain uh, author there's a gal going to be there I, I wish i could tell you her name she's pretty uh, spectacular she's She's on a TED Talk uh, explaining uh, blockchain. Um, and then there's going to be a ton of new uh, tech introductions. You know, this when going to do this with, you know, transportation, etc. cetera. Um, I'm pretty doggone excited. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Uh, I think the website is Transparency18. I know that Chad from Rate Per Mile, he, he's going to be there. Uh, Shane's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Bet-
0: Bettina Warburg. Is that who you're talking about?
1: Yes. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yes, <laughs> uh, that was my sorry. Well, she's fantastic.
0: Here's cast. what I'll do: um, I'll have show notes uh, at www dot slash twenty one, and I'll put links. Uh, I'll find the TED Talk. I'll put all this stuff in to where people can uh, can have some notes. And and we got a couple more questions. Um, Brad asking will blockchain eliminate the need to set up with a broker or carrier? Probably not just make it easier. Um,
1: And Um, your
0: your question was already answered. You can go back on the replay and listen.
1: I I would say that uh, not only would it avoid the uh, truck setting up with the broker, uh, this is the first thing that I have seen that I can totally understand or, or foresee eliminating that broker level. And I have been criticized as to why I am on board, because why would I, you know, why would I close my hardware store to welcome Walmart to town? This is not that kind of case. This is a this this is a better beast. This is a better technology. And I feel that I I do. I could totally see it eliminating brokers as we know it. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm completely okay with that. And if I'm not brokering loads in three years or two years, I'm going to be doing something, and I'm going to be doing something with trucks. I'm not sure what it is, but this is the first tech that I've seen that I can totally see the shippers and the truck becoming uh, a unified one. And this, and I real quick, I apologize, but I this is an important point to make. Okay. So one of the jobs, what if my jobs is, I, you know, I, I monitor insurance through like three different agencies. I double check. I verify everyone's identity. I carry uh, contingent policies in case this guy does that or, you know, dishonest acts by third parties. And all of that is cost. Right. And the person who's bearing that cost is either the driver or, in essence, the shipper or the consumer. Right. And when you start having um, community consensus and trust in the uh, transaction or in the technology, that part of my job is no longer needed. And that is one of the things that is, when you start looking at what the blockchain allows, uh, the trust in the people who are in it, and you you trust in the tech. So you may not know who's coming in because their identity is protected until. um, But one of the interesting points, and I'm gonna gonna bring this back, one of the things that, that just kills me is one of the questions that we ask at least 100 times a day is where is the truck? And when you start looking at just like when you have a, an exchange on for, for cash, it doesn't show I've got $5. It shows I've got $2 from here and $3 from here. And it's called proof of funds. So suddenly a guy calls up and he's trying to, you know, take your freight, but he doesn't have a truck anywhere near you. So you can actually have, you know, proof of capacity. Where did the guy deliver it to? That's a block. And then you're able to look at what's available. Um, but this is the first tech that I've seen that 100%. I can I can totally foresee uh, me not retiring as a broker.
0: Okay. I I I was afraid to go there. You know, I I don't know that. I mean, Craig Craig commented said it won't eliminate brokers. We'll re- re- We'll reward the good ones that are fair, but we'll get rid of the ones that are abusive to drivers or carriers and i do like that because the, you know it'll be much harder to hide your foolishness uh you know and and being rude to drivers uh, it'll be a lot harder to hide that in a blockchain but i try to think of it from like a shipper's perspective well maybe i don't want to connect straight with the truck maybe i still want to have another human being that's that i'm saying you know uh hey go go find me trucks you know and and so I think there's still, I think there's still probably a place for brokers, but probably everything will change. Uh, that will, that that'll be, that'll probably be true.
1: But, well, one of the things that I've said is I'm not sure what the end of 2018 will look like. I just know it's going to be different.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm wondering. You know, I, I've been on ELog for seven years, and and the honest truth of it is it just didn't change my life all that much. It made me a better planner. You know, I would start my day with a plan and a backup plan, a backup plan from a backup plan. But it really didn't change my life all that much. Well, we've seen rates rise, and everyone is, is blaming or giving credit to the ELD mandate. Oh, well, it's because of this. And so we're seeing all these, these fantastic rates, and but we're also seeing low to truck ratios out of whack. So, I mean, do, do we literally have... Uh, a million trucks sitting at the house because they're mad at ELDs. How does this compare to other boom Januarys with big rates? Are we blaming or giving credit to ELDs when they didn't have anything to do with it? You know, I, I think those are legitimate questions to ask. Um, if, the, if the supply and demand is out of whack enough to drive these rates up, I just wonder if we're just maybe getting a little carried away with what's going on. But if the rates are what they are now, what are they going to be at Christmas? You know, what, or, 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 or are, are we going to, what What do you think as far as capacity goes through the end of the year? Um,
1: people change when it costs them money. Um, you know, five years ago, I was talking about getting an electric car. I haven't heard anybody talk about getting an electric car in four years, you know? yeah. Um, I think shippers and again the amount of um no keep in mind, you know, Bida has done I mean, these are smart guys. You know, what I mean, I'm a smart guy, I'm walking away from and I'm like, holy crap, these are smart guys. Um so there there's a good product there. It's it's you know what I mean, so there's there's and it's a good concept. And the fact that this is have one thousand members uh, you know, apply, um, I think that speaks volumes. Um, now, as far as, you know, getting, getting shippers on board, I mean, the hardest thing you're ever going to do is, is educate, uh, a, cons- a, a consumer base. However, I mean, you gotta, you gotta remember, you know, the traffic manager is now 24 or 25 or 26. Right, and, right. you know, it wasn't that long ago, you know, a guy yelled at me for sending him an email cause he didn't open them except for once a week. <laughs> um, so I mean, it's, you know, I remember putting on my resume, I could use a fax machine, you know? Um, so, I, I mean, times are changing.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. That's 100% and true. I think that,
1: um, yeah, and I, I, I totally went off on, uh, one off point there. I apologize.
0: No, you're good. Yeah, I, you know, it's, uh, we're all doing this for fun anyway. Um well I, I I appreciate you uh, being on the show it's it's been fantastic I, I would love to do it again as as this uh, this this market grows um, uh, maybe I can get Craig on here and and let him talk a little bit about it uh, but it's been fascinating it's a like you said I believe you said before we went on the air it's a fascinating time to be alive I've got I've got three kids between the ages of three and 11. And, man, I'm just thinking about the future ahead of them is just going to be incredible. You know, I just I just don't have a glass half empty way of looking at things because we, as human beings, are able to connect now on a level that's never, ever been possible before in human history. Correct. Just, you know, and it's just fascinating. So, uh, again, everything will be uh, – this w- this will be up for replay immediately. Uh i'll have it on the website at www.anamericantruckdriver.com slash podcast and if you put slash 21 at the end of the website www.anamericantruckdriver.com slash 21 uh, i'll have all the show notes in links Um, i'll put you know some stuff in there so that if you want to kind of go study this off on your own uh, to understand a little bit better Uh, so again pete amaheiser thank you very much for being on the show and we will talk again soon
1: and thanks for having us all
0: right thank you sir it's good talking you. to you all right everybody we will be back with you uh probably again next week and I hope you enjoyed this episode it was a lot of fun for me to talk to pete so we will see you next time